Palmer Bear on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmer Bear. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Sporting Goss with Tim Gossage. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Tuesday's edition of the Sporting Goss on a stunning day as our countdown to the AFL Grand Final Saturday night continues. Three past ten, heading for a top of 27. It's currently 20, 28 tomorrow. Grand Final day will be 25. Massive show produced to the star. Chris Clafunas is in the studio. Special K, good morning. Good morning. What a show. What a what show. What a show. You've exceeded all expectations today. <laughs> that's, that's a backhanded compliment. Well, you you know, look, I think people know it resonates through the airwaves. When you're on, you're on. And when you're not, you're not. And you're on today. I'm on. I'm on. I'm on most days. Four out of five? Three out of five? That's most. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you, Pato. Thanks, Fitzy. Hey, good man. Um, it's magic. Big show. Rowan Smith, Western Bulldogs. 300 gamer. Yeah. Never played in a grand final. No. Man who sings. I'm going to ask him about this. Yeah. Man who sings the team song with more gusto than anyone. If you go back, have a look. Go back through your socials and have a look at Bulldog singing the winning song after each game and have a look for Rowan Smith. You recognize Leading the him. line. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's, he's not often in the huddle because that's player restricted. He's outside holding a pad, uh, you know, his team f- folio. Yeah. And a phone. Coco Bananas. Just he running goes, around the circle, oh, just screaming the song. my heavens. I'm going to put it to him because I reckon he overcooks it. <laughs> so we'll catch up with him shortly. Really looking forward to that. He's a yeah. good man. Todd Viney, Melbourne champion. Son of uh, Todd is Jack, of course, who's playing in the big game. Correct. He lives on a farm, a cattle farm now. Yeah. Mount Macedon Way, I think. Yeah, beautiful. Hopefully he gets reception and one, and hopefully he gets uh, the coverage of the footy and the electricity doesn't cut off. Imagine that. <laughs> Not at all this time. He played in the 88 grand final. Yes. And he couldn't draw a footy. He was only young back then. Yeah. 23, 22. Okay. Um, anyway. Yep. Yeah. So he'll be on today to talk about the old days and, of course, uh, what's coming up on this Saturday with the Ds. Yeah. Now, we are also trying, and I can look, I'm looking out of our studio window here at SENWA. We're at Optus Stadium on the concourse opposite the Canfield. And, um, they're putting up a banner, and I suggest they're putting up the banner for the announcement of the AFL umpires. Right, okay. So we are going to tap one of those umpires on the shoulder. Um, I've got a feeling I know all three, mm-hmm. but I'd just love one to come in who's a, a friend of the show. Okay. Friend of the show. So You're fingers right. crossed it happens. Uh, that's happening in about 25 minutes, and as soon as that press conference is over and the great unwashed media, WA media, you know, the um, – Fly by nighters media, not the real diehard media, do their thing. <laughs> yeah. But I've heard a whisper. Yeah, don't, go on. Don't, don't tell anyone. You know who's the umpire friend of the show, don't you? Is our man, number six, Dean Margit. Dino. My mail is he might. No, oh, I can't. No, I can't say anything. No, no, I, oh, no, no, I won't say anything. You can't do that. No, I can't you say don't anything. Speak to me like that. <laughs> I can't say anything. But once ten thirty goes by. You can say something. I will say something about Dean Ma gets on grand final day. Embargoed until 10.30. So you have to listen. Self-embargoed. Self. <laughs> I found out from a mate right. of a mate of a mate. Yeah. But I don't know if that mate found out from the other mate. Yeah. Who knows that friend who told me. Which could have been Dean. 
Nope. No, he's not even not nope. involved in those. Not involved whatsoever. That cavalcade of mates. Because he is under contract, so he can't give information. Of course. So I've said, if it's true, can I go with it? And I've messaged Dean, mm. no response, Your Honour, which is sure sign I'm on the money. That's Because he <laughs> bang is on. very quick in getting back to me when I nail something. Yeah. So be listening. Okay. I will be. Brock Higgins, South Frio. There you go. Big man. Got to be close to retiring, doesn't he? The big unit. How old is he? 31, but his, body, his, his body's tired. That's what happens with big men, unfortunately, yeah. sometimes. He, he's Just actually looked old since he was 19. <laughs> That's very true. When he was at East Perth. 56 hit outs on the weekend. He was in was great he nick, uh, despite the loss, unfortunately, for the Bulldogs. But we'll catch up with Higo. Tyson Beatty from Star Spangled Banter. Yeah. Talk about uh, all the US sport from over the weekend. Is good, the bad, and the ugly segment was a smash hit last week. And We're going to go with that all the time, aren't we? He's uh, he's trying to make it a regular thing, so he's bringing it back this week. Okay. I'm sure. Okay. Uh, so yeah, we'll um, we'll have that and um, plenty more. Plus, your chance to go in the draw yes. to win two tickets to the AFL Grand Final. So who's already in the draw? John of Woodvale of Woodvale. Paul of Binning up. Correct. How does that work? We have five Grand Final questions. When we say call thirteen twelve fifty five, thirteen twelve fifty five. We basically, you call, if you're the last person standing, you go into the grand final quiz off with Gillian Goss on Friday, two tickets to the Toyota AFL grand final. So cool. So cool. Can't wait. So Woo-hoo! make sure you're listening. 13, 12, 55. It's a big show. What, five questions did you say? Yep. Okay. And the first answer to the first question is Luke Shuey. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Do they have to guess the question or you? The question is, in the last four years, Dustin Martin has won the Norm Smith medal three times. Only one other player has won the Norm Smith medal in those past four years. Who is it? So when we say call, 13, 12, 55, be the first. And the answer is Luke Shuey. Okay. Yeah. And then you've just got to be alive in the fifth question. And you go into the draw. The last, there's only five in the. It's only five in the draw, Chris. That's right. <laughs> it's wild, Chris. One in five chance to win. One in five grand final tickets, and that will be decided with a quiz off on Friday morning with Gillian. Absolutely, Goff. I know. Crazy. Thanks, Fitzy. Crazy it's magic. So cool. Is he in track? Um, Mike. Oh yes, Mike. What's what's Mike Pally? Yeah. What's he saying? Morning, got some special cake. Hey, Mikey. Good morning. Yeah, yeah. You have no interest in him until he mentions your name. <laughs> Happy Tuesday. Looking forward to a big show. Well. It is a big show. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. No, no, wait. Okay. Now, if my ears don't deceive me, mm-hmm. Mike picked himself up a prize on Gary and Tim's quiz this morning. Oh, he's just... Going around to every single SEN station hey, Mike, trying to win all the prizes. you're tarting yourself around a little bit here, big I fella. Thought, I thought you were exclusive oh, to us, Mike. I love a Tuesday. <laughs> can we, if that's Miles Fitzner again, can we have less of him and more <laughs> of us? Unbelievable. If anyone would think he was important. I'm the king. Um, <laughs> Roy from Temple wants to know where his Blundstone boots are. Roy, you won them yesterday. Wowee. Yeah. Hey, guess what, Roy? They're walking themselves over to Melbourne, <laughs> to Templestowe. Jeez. Okay. These, these, these blokes. I know. Winning prizes on other shows, impatient for the prizes we do I give know. away. Hey, nothing a, nothing a quick uh, um, 
put them into the sick bay won't help. We can just push them over to the sick bay for a week or two. That's true. Okay, 13, 12, 55. Be patient, my dear friends. I love you all, as they say in the classics. But, uh, look, massive show. Rowan Smith, Todd Viney, Brock Higgins, Tyson Beatty. Hopefully an AFL umpire will be joining us. That decision is uh, being announced very, very shortly of who the three umpires are. They keep changing where the media conference is going to be. I've looked out the window. Now that's all moved. Anyway, we'll soon find out. Huge show. Uh, and we want you to have interaction. 13 12 55 Producer, mm-hmm. go take up position A. I will be ready and waiting your calls. 11 past 10. Rowan Smith from the Bulldogs. Assistant coach, 300 gamer and loud club winning songer. He is about to join us. We'll get in touch with him. Mike reckons he's just diversifying. Nice work, Mike. It's 20 degrees. This is Grand Final Countdown. This is your Sporting Goss. Welcome back to Sporting Goss. We are heading for 27 degrees today, 28 tomorrow. Grand Final Day, more importantly, 25 at this stage from the Bureau. So it'll be about 20 by the time the game starts at 5.15. One man who's going to be in the thick of the action is an assistant coach with the Bulldogs and a man who played 300 games at the Kennel, and that's Rowan Smith, who's been kind enough to join us. Smithy, belatedly, welcome to Perth and welcome to Freedom. Yeah, that's exactly right, Tim. Um, you know, I, I was just saying before, it's uh, 22 days of lockdown and uh, we're finally out. We're enjoying some freedom in this uh, beautiful Perth weather. <laughs> uh, and can you tell the difference when the players get out and can smell the fresh air and uh, get some sand underneath their feet and just sort of get around as normal? Uh, you can sort of see a little bit of a difference, but the, the one thing with our group um, that has, has happened over the last four weeks is that they've never really let anything worry them. Um, they're never sort of flustered by too many things. And, and some of the things that have been thrown at us uh, in the last four weeks have been amazing. Um, but the players have been really calm and cool and they probably just laughed it off a little bit and made it more of a joke rather than uh, letting it worry them. So they're pretty cool, calm and relaxed. To the game in a moment. Marcus Bontempelli, so close but yet so far in regards to the Brownlow medal. I know he's not the type of bloke I'm sure would, would dwell on it, but you know, what's, did the group get around him? Did they feel like he was unlucky? I mean, what's his reaction been? Because it's all been a bit about Ollie Wines, but Marcus uh, gave it a good shake. Oh, he certainly did. And, uh, you know, he's a super player, um, an amazing human being. Um, and the things that he's done for our footy club as a captain uh, and as a player um, can never be underestimated. So he had a fantastic season. He's polled 33 votes and, and you get pipped by a player that's, uh, <laughs> that's polled 36. It's, um, you, you know, you're pretty unlucky. But, you know, he's such a humble um, person. If you speak to him, you know, he laughed and, and, and congratulated Ollie Wines you know, on a fantastic season. And we probably thought about, you know, those last three games of the season where we didn't, we weren't playing at our best. Um, that might have cost him a little bit, but... Let's look at the bigger picture. And, you know, we're in a grand final. Um, he's got a chance to win another premiership. Um, but, yeah, we're just super proud of the way that he's played this year. So he should be. I saw something remarkable on social media yesterday, and I know uh, Amit Baines posted it as well. Josh Bruce, your only connected Bulldog player, not with the group, unfortunately, after 20 games and 48 goals. He's he's back in Melbourne. But he's made, made himself useful. He's been helping out the, the membership staff and the, uh, the the group over there at the footy club, sending out merchandise, packing merchandise, being involved at the footy club. That must be send a great message to the rest of the group. Uh, it just sums, uh, A, it sums Brucey up. 
Um, what a what a fantastic person he is. Um, and he is so disappointed that he can't be here. It was a massive call for him um, just before the finals um, to stay at home with uh, with Pip, his wife, and his mm-hmm. two kids. Um, such a massive call, and he, he made that just to stay with his family. And, yeah, we've been FaceTiming him after every win, and um, we've tried to make him as, as a bigger part of the, of the group as we could. Um, but that just sums him up. You know, he goes, goes to the footy club yesterday, helps the, the membership send um, <laughs> stuff over here to, to Perth and, and to, you know, to all of our Bulldog members. And, yeah, what a, what a fantastic human being. And it probably just sums up the culture of our club at the moment as well with the players that we have. And, you know, they're just such a generous group and very humble. And, um, yeah, we're just really proud to be, uh, be a part of it. Rowan Smith, our guest here on Sporting Goss on SENWA. Hope you're enjoying the show on a beautiful sunny day. 27 degrees is our top today. Um, Rowan, can you sense Perth being in grand final? I know you're, you know, in have been in lockdown. You've only been out a few days, but have you sensed how the state and our city has got behind this game through media, through getting wind of it around the around the traps? Are you one? Are you surprised that we've taken to it, considering there's no Eagles or Dockers in it? And two, are you absolutely excited about? Albeit it's not going to be at the home of football, the MCG. Oh, you're spot on, Tim, and it doesn't surprise me. Um, the the Western Australian public are footy people. Um, whether that's you know the West Coast Eagles or the or the Dockers playing in a game, but I just think they just generally love football. Um, and the way that, like, I mean, you know, Stephen King and I just went for a walk this morning, um, and we're just walking along the river here in Frio, and people were just walking past and. Yes, we've got our um, probably our bulldog shorts on, but uh, we haven't got a bulldog top on. But um, they're all saying, you know, good luck," and you know, you know, we've been watching you for the last four weeks, and you know, the support that we've had has been tremendous. But you can just start to feel that little bit of build now um, in the grand final week. I know it's massive in Melbourne, um, and probably if we were at home, you know, I live in the western suburbs. You'd, you'd probably, you know, see some houses being painted red, white, mm. and blue, and. Um, yeah, and all the Melbourne people getting around, but it, it's not going to have that type of feel. But you can really feel that the the, the general public um, of of WA and, and Perth itself um, have really embraced Grand Final Week, and they're excited. They look like I mean, it, it might not happen again. It might it might happen in twenty years' time or whatever. Um, if Perth see another Grand Final, but. Um, yeah, I think they're super excited for the grand final on Saturday. Yeah, we're based here. SEN is based at Optus Stadium and uh, near the near Budgie's uh, Camfield. And I can tell you that the the music's been blaring around the ground. It hasn't done this at all. At, at any at the, has not has not happened at any stage this year where we walk out of our office and there's people and there's people walking there. Yeah. And you know, everyone has to park outside the ground. There's no because you can't be secure underneath and. Everything's gone into place. We're into grand final mode. It's so exciting. Now, you talk about the last four weeks. I want to take you back the last couple of weeks, the last couple of months. When your team sings the song, I don't think there's a a club that sings the song after a game with more gusto, but Rowan Smith, I think you sing the song. You are out of control, and and you just jump off the page. Oh, look, I'm a bit of an idiot, Tim, to be honest. Um, (laughs) But, look, I, I love the footy club, and, um, you know, I'm a, a pretty passionate sort of person, I suppose. And and when I, well, you've got to you've got to celebrate the good times. Yeah. And um, yeah, in football, there are a lot of ups and downs in footy, and there's probably more downs than ups. Um, and you've got to celebrate those really good times. And and one of the things that celebrate, 
you know, a game of footy is to sing the song after the game. And it is a, a sensational tradition that we have it in AFL football. And um, I join in. Don't worry. Oh, you I, do. Uh, I scream at the top of my lungs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well done, a 300-gamer, of course. And you never got to the big dance. Um, you know, you played, I think, a dozen finals and the like. Um, yeah. 2016 is five years ago. Can you yeah. compare? I mean, I know, it was a, I know it was a drought breaker last time, but we're in a different world right now and we're in this COVID world. And I think a lot of clubs, I think there's two Sydney clubs probably did it tougher than most, but I think you probably rival the, the, the toughness of this build-up more than any other club. Do you, do you feel this would be a, a, almost a greater achievement than 2016 if you pull this one off? Um, yeah, it, it, like, I mean, you, you can look at it like that as well. But 2016 was a, an amazing time. Um, sure. You know, that four-week period where we won four in a row, we came over here to Perth uh, to, to play a white-hot, you know, uh, West Coast Eagles, and we won that game and then continued on to win the premiership, which was outstanding. It broke the drought, you know, 62 years. But, you know, this year has been a little bit, you know, probably the last two years. You know, being away in a hub last year for 90 days away from family, um, was was very difficult, and then the ups and downs of this year being, you know, playing in front of some of our members and then not playing in front of crowds, um, being away from home five or six times in d- at different periods, it's been pretty tough. So, you know, you've got to look at those those times and and the way that you come through them, and um, you know, this would be a a very special premiership to win. And I think you know you heard Richmond last year and and Geelong who played in the grand final that, you know, whoever wins that premiership last year. Um, you know, thoroughly deserves it through all the uh, adversity that, that you've got to go through. So it would be exactly the same this year. Um, to be away from home, um, to be away from family, um, I think only our Perth, Perth players and our South Australian players will have, you know, family over mm-hmm. here. So it's, it's quite difficult time to, 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 you know, you're playing in the biggest game of your life. You want to spend it with the people that you love and you can't do that. So... Uh, that that makes it a little bit difficult, and and it would be very very special, no doubt. Rowan Smith, our guest. Now, uh, I was I crossed paths with Gary Lyon after he finished his show this morning with Tim Watson. He was been doing it here from our Perth studios, and I said I'm interviewing Rowan Smith this morning. He goes, "Smart man, Rowan Smith. He's he's the back <laughs> he, the backline coach, and he seems to have got onto the uh, recruiters to get the best kicks in the competition. Bailey Dale, Caleb <laughs> Daniel, Taylor Duray." You were a beautiful kick in your time, and you were. You were an absolute beautiful kick, and especially on, on speed coming out of, you know, dashing off half back and the like. Is that the key to a team that can get things set up, good use of footy, especially coming springboarding out of the D50? Yeah, it, it is a big part. Um, the, the number one thing that you have to do as a defence is actually defend first and win the footy back. Yep. Um, so that, that is the mindset that, of our players is, is to you know to stop their opponent from obviously having an impact on the game, um, but to win the footy back as well. And um, and once you win that football back, you don't want to give it back. Um, so to have you know amazing kicks in your back line, and I think that you know all the the really good sides over the last you know twenty year period have got have had beautiful kicks in their team um, to you know play a little bit of keepings off. And you know with with Caleb and and. Bailey Dale and and you know, Bailey Williams down there, mm. who can all really effectively use their use their um the use the footy by foot, uh, it really does help our midfield as well. So, um and it also helps our forwards. Uh, I think if if their midfielders can read the play that you know our defenders are going to win the football, they can spread and and get into space. And if we can hit those targets, uh, which we did really like really well last week, 
Um, it takes you a long way to winning the game. A couple of days out now from the one. And what's the what's the process now? Uh, there's no parade, but there is an open training session for twenty five thousand at Optus, which is a bit of a kick and giggle probably, and just get a feel for the ground and the like. Um, yeah. Have you ticked all the boxes? Is it now just to try and stay safe, stay fresh, and just get through the next few days without any drums? Yeah, that's right. The players have got today off. Um, yeah, we've given them a day off. Yeah, we trained yesterday and they they lifted yeah, some some weights in that yesterday. So. Um, giving them a day off today, which they'll enjoy the uh, this beautiful Perth sunshine. Or, as I said, I went for a walk this morning. It's just sensational out there. So a few of the boys will go for a little bit of a walk. They might get down to the beach, do a little bit of a recovery, um, you know, have a coffee and a little bit of lunch. But you know, just a nice, relaxed day today. Uh, we'll ramp it up again tomorrow. We train at Optus um, tomorrow, yep. which will be great for the players to sort of get on the ground and have a little bit of a run around. Um, and then a little bit of a down day on Thursday, and then the captain's run um, in front of the in front of a big crowd on Friday, mm. and, and ready anticipating for the uh, for the game on Saturday, which will be sensational. Yeah, exciting time. Do you miss your role in the media, mate? You were just carving out a wonderful career on Fox and the like. <laughs> I mean, do you re- miss your role in the media? Uh, look, I did enjoy it. I did enjoy Fox. Um, they were a wonderful um, group to to work with, um, and travelling all over the countryside, which was great, and just especially coming over here to Perth. I I love. <laughs> Yeah, you know, having those twilight games here in Perth, but look, it was it was really good. But deep down, I always had a uh, a harbouring for uh, for coaching, and um, you know, I've been back at the club nearly ten years now, which has yeah. been you know just the most wonderful time. So uh, yeah, looking forward to Saturday again. Yeah, huge game. Appreciate you taking the time to tap to me on Sporting Goss here on SCNWA. Um, Enjoy. Enjoy the next few days. Enjoy the weather. And I know everyone back home is doing incredibly tough. It's some of the scenes we're seeing and dramas that, that have uh, enveloped in Victoria and Melbourne in particular the last few days have been quite unsettling for many. But uh, enjoy your freedom. But more importantly, get the job done on Saturday night here in WA. Congratulations to get there, but uh, all the very best for the weekend. Yeah, I really appreciate that, Tim. Thanks a lot, mate. Good on you. There's Rowan Smith from the Western Bulldogs. Twenty-nine away from eleven o'clock, the AFL umpires press conference is taking place, literally outside our window. Like they're leaning up against our window here at SEN, and I can tell you the three grand final umpires on Saturday night: Brett Rosebery from Western Australia hasn't done a grand final since 2018. It will be his ninth grand final. Matt Stevick will do his ninth grand final. And the other umpire will be Jacob Mollison. Umpire Jacob Mollison, of course, he has umpired four finals, but never um, done an AFL grand final. But he's done over 270 games. So the three grand final umpires, of course, is uh, he has done VFL grand finals and country championships. Congratulations to Jacob Mollison, Brett Rosebury and Matt Stevick. They will be the three field umpires. We are hoping once this press conference for the assembled media is done to have one of those umpires in our studio to chat about the big game Saturday night. But just repeating the news, the AFL grand final umpires have been announced. Brett Rosebury for his ninth grand final. Also, Matt Stevick, his ninth grand final. Of course, Matt in more recent times uh, was in the news for the umpire that Toby Green touched and Jacob Mollison will wears umpire number 32 will also be stepping in and the goal umpires and boundary umpires are also assembled here. After a break, we're coming back. We're going to be chatting with Todd Viney, of course, whose young boy Jack is in the Melbourne Demons team. 
Don't go anywhere. You've still got a chance to be the third person through to the quiz off for a double pass to the Toyota AFL Grand Final. Don't go anywhere. Write the number down, 13 12 55. First answer to the first question, which gets you through, is Luke Shuey. It's 21 degrees. This is Sporting Goss. Sporting Goss on this Tuesday morning, 27 degrees is our top grand final day. We're looking forward to 25 on the day, so it'll be around 20 by the time the game gets underway. And one man who'll be casting an eye over this for so many reasons, of course, on Saturday night is Todd Viney, a man who played 233 games for the D's, whose young boy Jack is front and centre in the Demons midfield and, of course, Melbourne Football Club, a club so close to the heart of our next guest. Todd, appreciate your time, mate. We're getting closer. You must be getting excited. It's been a long lead-in, uh, Tim, so thanks for having me. But a uh, long, long lead-in, but I think we're going to get there eventually and uh, looking forward to the day. A man who has played in a grand final uh, with the Demons, um, I know your boy's there now and a lot's changed, but does it bring back memories from the grand final appearance of you back in the late 80s? Yeah, no, it does. Uh, sort of the past players are up and about at the moment, so there's lots of uh, um, photos going around of back in the day and um, it wasn't much of a day really for us. We got thumped by Hawthorne, but no, I saw some photos the other day of some uh, of the grand final parade, which the boys won't be able to do uh, this year, unfortunately, but... Um, Brings back memories. Uh, I think the guys will uh, go a lot better than what we did. Spoke to Tony Liberatore uh, on the show uh, on Monday on Gillian Goss with Adam Gilchrist, and he was certainly up and about with his boy Tom, of course. Um, he sort of said, oh, we sort of speak regularly, but I'm not in his face. What about you and Jack in regards to uh, his preparation for this game? How much contact is there? Yeah, no, I'm right in his face. <laughs> so, uh, Tony's, Tony's lying, obviously. Um, no, um it's a difficult situation, the father-son relationship, as most fathers will attest to, but it doesn't matter whether they're playing AFL footy or, or whatever. Sometimes they're reluctant to take on advice. But no, we, we speak regularly, but a bit like Tony, we, um, we don't speak a lot about footy, um, only if asked. Um, if he wants to ask a question, we, we can talk, but otherwise it's just father-son stuff and, how you doing, how's the weather, and um, that's about it, really. Frustrating time for him mid-season after round six and didn't didn't return to round 15, but he's been a, a very big part and he probably comes off his, his best game in a long time, almost a career-high 34 disposals against Geelong. He was certainly up and about. Yeah, no, unfortunately he's had a little bit of a, you know, he also plays his 150th game this weekend, mm. but the first 150 have been a little bit uh, tough for him, trying to get his body, body right. So this year's been another one of those years, but lucky enough for him, He's coming right at the right time of the year. He's got a little bit of momentum. And as you said, he, he's played uh, two good finals games and hopefully um, he can go again this weekend. I had an interesting observation from a, a few people that uh, have sort of been around the group and they you know, they look at uh, Petrarca and Oliver and Gorn and, and Brayshaw and they're all pretty chilled out. They reckon Jack goes into beast mode and he goes into beast mode very early in the week before a big game. Is that something that he got from you? Yes, I've, um, I think he probably has. I think he's not from his mother. She's pretty relaxed and uh, happy-go-lucky. But no, I think um, it doesn't really matter whether it's uh, leading into a game. He's sort of pretty serious character at any stage. So uh, he, um, he doesn't see the light side of life too often. But um, 
he, he's pretty serious and he's, he'll be pretty focused, but that's just his uh, his natural um, inclination is to be pretty serious. And uh, But he'll be looking forward to it, uh, no doubt. I don't think he'll play the game too early in his head, although that is the risk with, uh, with grand finals, isn't it? So inexperienced sometimes, but I think he's played enough footy to know that he's just got to worry about uh, the game, you know, the day out, and start to get your mind switched on. He's, he's actually doing his last bit of his fine uh, commerce and finance degree. So that's all coming to a head in the next, after grand final, I think he's got his last exam. So he's been studying, which has been a good distraction for him. Wow. I don't know how you can concentrate on that, but uh, some people are made for that type of stuff. So that that's interesting to know. Uh, where will you be watching the game, Todd? Uh, Todd Viney, our guest here on Sporting Goss. So obviously you're not over here and that's the, that's the downside of all of this in the COVID crazy world. So where does Todd Viney watch the game? Who will you be surrounded by? I'll be surrounded by, um, well, not really my family because they've banished me. Uh, since I've given up working in football, uh, they reckon I'm pretty hard work to watch footy with. So I'll be banished from the uh, the family lounge room uh, to the bedroom and I'll be watching it by myself and uh, yelling and screaming by myself and they'll come down at halftime. Hopefully we're in a, in a good position. If not, I'll go down and I'll speak to the cows at halftime up on the farm. So... That's where I'll be at the farm watching it, uh, probably by myself. And if all goes well, I'll join the family um, when it's looking like the deal's done. But oh, it's going to yeah. be a tough game. I don't think there's anything worse. And I mean, I'm fortunate enough to be here and at the stadium, I'll be commentating the game for SEN and AFL Nation. But for me, Nothing better than it's like watching the Melbourne Cup. Everyone goes, oh, I'll come to the pub and watch the Melbourne Cup. I'd much rather watch it on Mona, my own every day of the week. And that goes for the grand final as well. Yeah, no, I, I find it hard. When I was coaching and I was in the box, you know, you sort of keep everything intact. But since I've been out of that environment, I'm a lunatic like everyone else. Uh, watching <laughs> footy and, um, but it's all good fun. Uh, Gary Lyon presenting the Cup. Uh, you know you know Gary well, of course. You played with Gary. Um, great honour? Oh, it would be. You know, he'd be, um, he's red and blue through and through. He's, he uh, sometimes finds it hard because he's in the media to... Uh, so away from that. In fact, sometimes he goes hard on Melbourne than anyone else. So he found that tough over the journey, but he's red and blue through and through. And he, he gave a lot to the club. He's a fantastic teammate, fantastic captain. And um, I'm sure he'll be, you know, sitting uh, fingers crossed like all the rest of us that we get up and he can present that cap to Maxi Gorn and the boys. Uh, be a fantastic uh, opportunity and one well. Uh, Oh, that he deserves so thoroughly. Yeah, no doubt. Now, have you ever been to Optus Stadium when when you could travel? Have you been to our beautiful stadium over here in Perth? Yeah, magnificent stadium. Um, you know, I was when I was with the Melbourne Footy Club. I've been out of footy for two years, but I was there for the prelim in 2018, oh, yes. which wasn't a great experience. Um, but I think it was the last round of the year. That year we played uh, West Coast there and. The noise is fantastic. It's a beautiful state-of-the-art facility. Uh, the Western Australians love their footy. It's passionate. Um, so it'd be a great environment for the boys to play after you know playing so many games without crowds. It'd be great to play that grand final in front of 50 or 60,000 um, that really enjoy their footy. Okay, I want to be a fly on the wall. What does Todd Viney say in a last message, either a phone call or a text, to his young boy before grand final day? Oh, it'd just be something pretty simple, you know, make sure, just just enjoy it, soak it all in, and uh, I always say, play play your way, you know, he's uh, he's probably 
built for probably final footy. He's a contested sort of player. Um, he'll give his all. So that's who I'll be saying. Give it your all. Proud time for you, mate. All the very best as a, a former Demon champion, of course. And, uh, yes, I'm sure the WhatsApp group has been going into overdrive amongst the boys and uh, the old old stuff comes out. Are you going to don, don the old jumper and the scarf and the beanie while you're sitting upstairs in the bedroom watching the game? Uh, jumper might be a bit tight, but I'll certainly have the scarf on. <laughs> Todd Viney, appreciate your time and enjoy the rest of the week. Enjoy grand final day and thanks for joining us in Perth. Thanks, mate. Good on you. There's Todd Viney, legend of the football club, and his boy Jack strutting his stuff on Saturday night, Sporting Goss. A lazy 56 hit-outs on the weekend for our next guest, Brock Higgins from the South Fremantle Football Club. And unfortunately for you, uh, Brock, you're on the receiving end of a, of a defeat on the hands of Subiaco, but nice to get your hands on the footy. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, mate. Yeah, um, always nice to play footy, play finals, but yeah. Unlucky on the result, or just, yeah, no good. It wasn't any good, uh, but you get a chance to bounce back. That's what happens when you finish in the top two. You get a bit of a, a leave pass. You get a bit of a, a fallback. So you get Claremont, who had to exhaust every bit of uh, out of themselves to get over the top of, um, of course, West Perth. Did you keep an eye on that game? Yeah, I had it on Sunday afternoon, and yeah, uh, Claremont this week again. It's becoming a pretty common thing, to be honest. Yeah. Three games, your last three games against them, total margin, five points. Um, it is incredible how close your games have been. You go back to the grand final, the two games this year have both been one-pointers. Quite remarkable. Yeah, I think they um, they had a victory in the middle of the year where they kicked a few, or at the start of the year where they beat us by a bit. But other than that, it's been pretty tight. So should be a good game on Sunday, I think it is. Yeah, it is on Sunday. Now, may I ask uh, your, your own fitness more than other. I mean, you, you look at your your form this year, round 10, then not to round 14, then not to round 20. You've strung the last three together, which is good, 21, 22, and the finals. Um, what has been the setback uh, for you this year? Um, I think I, I tore a pec muscle against East Perth and then came back a couple of weeks after that and got a, a pretty severe cork, which didn't heal properly for about three or four weeks. And then, obviously... Because I'm older, I had to do a bit of extra training and yeah, just just patchy. But I felt good for the last four or five weeks, yep. so and pulled up okay after the weekend. So hopefully, hopefully I can see the next two games out. Yeah, uh, very big. Uh, you, you you played the, the reserves game where you had 38 touches in the resis, um, and then you went uh, again 43 with Swans in the last two in the league, of course, against uh, West Coast and Subiaco. Uh, tell us just briefly what went wrong against Subiaco. I know they're a good team, and if you give them a, a bit of a gap, they take it. They look like they were on, and you look like you were just off on the weekend. Yeah, I think uh, what's more concerning is it, it happened the week before with Claremont as well. We sort of we started okay, had, had a bit of possession, just didn't convert on the scoreboard, and then Subi were able to sort of kick five or six goals pretty quickly on us. Um, after that second quarter, we sort of woke up a little bit and started playing a bit more our brand of footy. But I think it's just the start and that second quarter period where I don't know whether it's a lapse of concentration or, yeah, but it's something we need to address because it's happened two weeks in a row now. And we were lucky against Claremont to be able to peg it back, but not against Subiaco. Yeah, all right. So Subiaco sit and wait and you do get Claremont. One thing's for sure, it's at home. And you are, and uh, chatting with Kane Mitchell uh, yesterday on the show, he did say that South Fremantle... Just are better at home. You train there, you play there, you're comfortable there. So you would be expecting to bounce back. But again, um, you can't take that for granted just because it's at uh, at your home deck. 
No, no, we never take any finals game for granted, especially against a quality opposition like Claremont. So, yeah, it is good that it's at our home ground and hopefully um, everyone's not too hungover from the day before and can get down there. <laughs> Very true. It's a night fixture to that grand final. Uh, last one for you, Higo, and we appreciate your time. Brock Higgins, our guest from the South Fremantle Football Club. Beyond this year, Higo, you talk about the pec muscle and you just talk about your body. I mean, you're an all-in type of player. You throw yourself around. You're a big unit. I'm sure recovery is probably a bit harder than some of those little fellas that to, to get around. What's the future hold for Brock Higgins beyond this year? Have you thought about it? Uh, yeah, I have thought about it. I think, I think this year will be my final year, to be honest, Goss. Um, it's had a good run for someone who's not very talented, I think. So I think this will be it. Oh, I think you're more than just a bit talented. I think you, you go well. So 160 games, you want to make it to 162. Why can yep. you why can you beat Claremont? And why probably bigger question, why do you think you're still good enough in a very tight season that it has been? Why do you think the Bulldogs can win the flag and you can go out in style? I think we've showed uh, against Claremont and against Suvi on the weekend that when we play our best style of football, which is, you know, fast on the outside, we're hard to stop. It's just playing that sort of football for the, the four quarters. So it's just going to take a four-quarter effort this week. I know it sounds cliche, but to, to be honest, that is exactly what it's going to take. And, uh, yeah, that's about it. <laughs> and uh, can I just ask you one last question? Who's going to win the AFL grand final, mate? Mel, uh, Demons versus the Dogs on Saturday night. Mate, Goss, to be honest, I don't really care. I'm a Carlton man. <laughs> oh, well, I wouldn't admit that publicly, but, Brocky, but uh, that's okay. But, but, I'm, but I'm going for Melbourne. I'm going for Melbourne. Okay. And, and are you pleased Michael Voss will get the job? There's no doubt about that. Uh, disappointed you didn't get Alistair Clarkson, but you're happy with Vossi? Happy with Austin, mate. I think he'll be good. Yeah, agree. Appreciate your time. Good luck on the weekend uh, on Sunday against Claremont. And if you get through to the big one, play well in the grand final, but not too well. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Good yeah. on you. Good fella. Brock Higgins, there it is from South Fremantle. And uh, what about that? 56 hitouts last week against Subiaco. And we appreciate his time and all the players' time in the build-up to the preliminary final on Sunday here on the Sporting Goss. <laughs> Four away from 11. Just a little uh, heads up. If you're looking to have your photo, a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, what about heading to Macca's East Vic Park tomorrow between 1.30 and 2.30? Get in early. You can have your photo taken with the AFL Premiership Cup. That's right. The Premiership Cup that will be awarded to the winning team on Saturday night. If you get to Macca's East Vic Park tomorrow between 1.30 and 2.30, you can have your photo taken there. It is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. And where is that, Maccas at Eastwick Park? It's at 1035. That's 1035, 1035 Albany Highway, East Victoria Park, between 1.30 and 2.30 tomorrow. From Paul down in Margaret River, Goss, any chance to give a shout-out to the almighty Augusta Margaret River Hawks for winning the premiership in Bunbury on Saturday by 40 points, the first in a decade. <laughs> Yeah, Matty Jamison, the coach, Simon Moore, best on ground. And a thought also to the Bustleton Magpies, who were in all three grades but lost them all. Colts by eight points, the Rezies by 10, and the league by 40. And though, as much as they'll be disheartened there, the Bustleton Magpies, what about that, making all three Southwest Football League grand finals on the one day? Congratulations to everyone at the football club. I have your heads up. That is an almighty effort. And very much uh, in the... Uh, on the method of saying congratulations, Scotty Jones, our man, 
Jones boys, Bunbury Kia, Southwest Football League Umpire of the Year, and did the grand final. Congratulations, Jonesy. Veteran whistleblowers Matt Stevick and Brett Rosebury will umpire their ninth Toyota AFL Grand Final in Saturday's Decider, and they'll be joined by debutante Jacob Mollison. Umpire Stevick will now be umpiring his eighth consecutive Grand Final in his ninth in the last 10 years. Brett Rosebury returns. Of course, he was born in Western Australia. He's third on the all-time games umpired list of 458. Last time he did an AFL Grand Final was 2018. Simon Meredith will be the emergency boundary umpire. Michael Barlow, no relation, will officiate his first ever grand final and be joined by Michael Marintelli, who's done four grand finals, and Chris Gordon, four grand finals as well. And also Matthew Konechka, who has done three grand finals. The goal umpires will be Stephen Saxon and Stephen Williams. So congratulations to all involved. And the great news is that our very good friend Brett Rosebury is doing the game, but our better than Brett Rosebury's friend, Dean Margetts, good friend of our show here at SEN, will be presenting the medals to the umpires on Saturday night. That is a wonderful tribute to Dean, so we're very, very happy for him. Coming up after 11 o'clock, we will be hoping to chat with one of our AFL Grand Final umpires. And a reminder, 13-12-55, if you want to be in the quiz Last person standing from the five questions today, you go into a quiz off for a double pass to the grand final Saturday night. So far, John of Woodvale, Paul of Bidding Up. It could be you next. I'll give you a small hint, only a small hint. The first answer to the first question is Luke Shuey. Can't give you any more information. Luke Shuey. Write the number down, 13-12-55. Another hour to come. Sporting Goss, 21 degrees. Stay with us. Glorious day, is it not? Two past 11. Thanks for your company. Just a reminder, in Gilly and Goss on Friday, we've got Gilly has sourced the last 10 premiership captains. So the Friday focus for Otis will be the 10 premiership captains. And the moments before and during games that they believe turned the game their way. Great chats. Gilly has gone to great lengths to track these uh, captains down. It is going to be littered through our show between 6 and 8 on Friday morning, so please don't miss that. A wonderful Friday focus with our man Gilly in Gilly and Goss on Friday morning. Already, Don't forget, we'll also be chatting one-on-one with Max Gorn. The Melbourne captain will be joining us as well, so we appreciate his time, Max Gorn. Just uh, been a great leader. Yeah, baby! It's a grand old flag. It's a high-flying flag. It's the emblem for me and for you. Here we go. It's the emblem of the team we love. The team of the red and the blue. Every heart beats true for the red and the blue. And we sing this song to you. Feeling it's going to be a 70 30 split. We like the dogs, but they had their turn a few years ago. 
Australia are playing India in a 50-over ODI game. Of course, it is the first ODI game. It's at the Great Barrier Reef Arena in Mackay, believe it or not. India are batting. Australia won the toss and elected to bowl first. India 7 for 176. 7 for 176. A couple of people have given us a call on 13 12 55. I uh, can tell you they want to know where that opportunity is tomorrow. It is at Macca's East Vic Park. Macca's East Vic Park at 10.35 Albany Highway in East Vic Park, of course, between 1.30 and 2.30 to have your photo with the AFL Premiership Cup. You have one hour to do it, once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. 1.30 to 2.30 is the time. We're going to hear from Alistair Clarkson soon. He has spoken, of course, about, well, that phone call he received from Brian Cook over the weekend, the soon-to-be chief executive of the Carlton Football Club, about whether Clarko wants to go around again as coach of the Blues. Still to come, Tyson Beattie will join us for Star Spangled Banter, and fingers crossed we'll have the AFL umpires in our studio as well. I think they've still got just a couple of little media commitments to go before they make their way in. Let's get a breakaway and we'll come back. It's 21 degrees. We're here until midday. Just a reminder, 27 on today, 28 tomorrow, AFL Grand Final Day. It is anticipated to be a gorgeous 25 degrees. This is Sporting Goss and also not far away, your chance to put yourself in the running for two grand final tickets, last person standing. In fact, register your interest now. 13, 12, 55. There's a bloke running around the stadium in a hot dog costume. And he just keeps running. I think it's a hot dog. Yeah, that's a hot dog. 13. Weirdo. Yep. Ah, well, there's plenty of that. Yeah. And there's a Sharon footy over there as well, but the hot dog has got my attention. 13, 12, 55, register your interest right now. If you want to go in the draw for the last person standing quiz, the quiz question is, well, I'm not telling you the question. I'm going to give you the answer. Luke Shuey. That's the first one. You've just got to be the last person standing. The fifth question. 13, 12, 55, ring now. This is your chance to put yourself in the running for two tickets. It's seven past 11. Tuesday's edition of Sporting Goss. Uh, it's been a stunning day, and it is a stunning day in Perth. We are out to reach our top of 27, 28 beach weather tomorrow. Get the rig out. And 25 on Saturday. And one man who is soaking it all up as well is Tyson Beatty for Star Spangled Banner. Thanks for dropping in on this crazy week. Oh, it is a crazy week, Goss. But what a build-up around here, the grand final. Mm. Uh, it's a fantastic atmosphere around the ground and around the SEN studio. Yeah, I was. Uh, I've just been inside the uh, build uh, inside the stadium. I was at a breakfast this morning uh, with our Wildcats partners, of course, and um, seeing them mow the lawn, mowing the squares in. I mean, the, the the when the sun is out, it looks brighter. The grass looks greener. Everything looks firmer. It's going to be a remarkable build-up, and and weather-wise, it looks perfect. There's nothing quite like a build-up to a grand final, is there? I mean, people love the Super Bowl. They think the Super Bowl is the mm. best event in the world, but I think the grand final has a nervous energy and excitement that it's just hard to explain. It takes you back to a little kid, the uh, the excitement of this time of year in September. 
SENWA footy to WAFL preliminary final weekend down there at Fremantle Community Bank uh, Oval. And that is, of course, South Fremantle. We spoke to Brock Higgins on the show earlier and uh, Kane Mitchell yesterday. And they take on Claremont. You've seen a lot of those two teams. Yeah, I have. Yeah, and I made a few phone calls yesterday. I just want to find out how bad some of the injuries are down at Souths because uh, they're going to be up against against Claremont. The Tigers, fantastic in that second half against West Perth and thoroughly deserve to get through to the preliminary final. And it makes it a real 50-50 game, even though it's on Frio Oval, the home deck of the Bulldogs, which traditionally they're very strong at home. Last three games at Fremantle Community Bank Stadium have been... Less to- than a goal. Less than a goal. Well, mm. One point, one point three yep. points or something? A total of five points, yeah. I think the, the, the margin incredible, was. One, one it? and three. Incredible. So an incredible uh, patch of run, and I'm hoping we'll get another one live on SCNWA, yeah, 2.30, the best with Steve Malaxis. Yeah, Stav, the great eater. Thanks to Kia. The good, the bad, the ugly. Let's take a look at the good, the bad, the ugly. Uh, what is the good? Well, let's start with the good. Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I can't believe he just keeps doing it, Tom. No, he's not slowing down at all at 44 years of age. He, he had five, t- sorry, five touchdowns. Let me say it again. Five touchdowns and nine over the first two games in a massive 48-25 to 25 victory for them. And look, they're going to get better because now they're targeting a cornerback who's made five Pro Bowls, Richard Sherman, and they could just be another force again. Who knows? Maybe they're targeting what something hasn't happened in the history of the, of the, of the NFL only once, an undefeated season. Let's turn our attention to the bad, and you were very bullish on the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, I think the Colts uh, have got some real worrying signs. Carson Wentz, the star quarterback they brought in, he's injured his ankle, and he's probably going to be out for at least a couple of weeks. They're already 0-2, so it's very hard to go from 0-2 and then run the table, win the um, win the division, win the conference, and make the Super Bowl. So How many games a lot- in the season? Well, 17 now. There was 16, 17 games in the regular season, and you have to win your division and then get into the, the conference championship to then make it to the Super Bowl. So I think the Colts, a lot of pressure on them in the first half of the season. Okay, good, bad, and now the ugly. Well, the ugly is the New York Jets. I mean, these these guys have been forever rebuilding a, a club that struggled for a really, really long time. They've had some shocking seasons. They missed the number one draft pick. By, by winning a game at the end of the season. Now, I'm not for tanking, Goss, but they ended up getting the second overall pick, which was a guy named Zach Wilson, who was terrible yesterday in a terrible loss. He threw a lot of interceptions. The fans are booing him already after one game. That's out. not good. He's got, the, uh, he's got the Ben Simmons about him, I think. All right, game of the weekend. Well, it had to be the Chiefs yes, and the Ravens. I, I mean, that was this. you would have watched that uh, yes, yesterday morning or it would have been on the background here in the SN studios. Yep. A huge victory for Lamar Jackson. Critical fumble by the Chiefs running back. Uh, late in the game, led to the score for the Ravens. It's the first time Lamar Jackson's beat in the Kansas City Chiefs. He's 0-3. That's a big win for him, a real confidence booster. Aussie of the weekend? Yeah, I'm going to go with Mitch Wisnowski. And a lot of people are saying to me, what about Aaron Sipos? What a game he played. The two two played against each other for the first time, Philly against San Francisco, uh, the 49ers winning. And, and look, Sippo was really good, but Mitch had three punts inside the 20 and and the coach was full of praise for him. So he's going to have a big year. Gillian was in the studio yesterday for Gillian Goss and we kept on looking up at this going, what is this stadium? What is this remarkable stadium? It looks like it's got a glass roof and it's got the LED uh, screens right around the inside. What stadium are we looking at? Yeah, that's SoFi Stadium wow. in Los Angeles. It's in a suburb called Inglewood. Not not like Inglewood here in oh. the inner city suburb of Perth. Nice a spot. beautiful, lovely nice suburb. Spot. Inglewood's a bit more out in the, out in the hood in uh, in LA. But it is a, an amazing stadium, and it'll be the home of the next Super Bowl. And I think um, it's, it's definitely a place you want to visit if you ever get back to LA. But... 
Uh, they've got a new requirement for everyone to be vaccinated over the age of 12 or a negative test within 72 hours of the, of the game day. Now, we've, we've seen New South Wales, they're now moving towards this strategy in terms of everyone being vaccinated to come in to watch a sporting game. LA the first had right, that's it. Right, from this point on, round seven, everyone needs to be vaccinated. We also saw Gil McLaughlin throw that message out at the Brownlow, which you were at during the week, and yeah. he said go and get vaccinated because I think he's giving everyone a bit of a heads up that yep. next year you won't be getting in if you're not. Yeah, so I think this is going to be the direction of a lot of a lot of teams and stadiums and I think others will follow after these next few weeks. And there'll be a lot of uh, builders over there in Victoria who won't be building any of the stadiums the way they're going. <laughs> All righty, uh, NBA, any movement there? Look, Ben Simmons talked about a lot in the last 72 hours uh, coming to the going to the Houston Rockets. The Rockets are potentially a John Wall trade in the mix. Uh, it's a lot of talk right now. Ben Simmons, they know he's going to be fine if he doesn't rock up to training camp. So it, I, I think watch this space. The Rockets make a little bit of sense, but it's going to be hard to find the right deal from uh, Philly's point of view. All righty. And what about locally on the Gridiron scene? Yeah, Gridiron West, uh, again, just a couple of weeks away from the first round of the season. And uh, the Vincent City Ducks. How's that for a name? <laughs> Do you love that? The love Vincent City <laughs> Ducks. Yeah, yeah. So they're calling out for players. If you're interested or you want to get involved in um, in uh, umpiring or refereeing or playing in any way of Gridiron West, go to gridironwest.com.au. Keep an eye on one uh, little Gilchrist who is absolutely... Loves it. Oh, where's the helmet uh, and the whole gear? And Gilly's really? jumped on board as well. What, so who's Gilly going for? Well, Has he got a team yet? Yeah, I think it's the Rams, I think. Stand corrected on that. If you want, My advice to anyone who's going to pick a team... Pick a city you'd like to visit. Don't pick Detroit. <laughs> Thanks for coming in. And you guys. Tyson Beattie, you can hear him on Sunday with the SENWA call as well. It is the Waffle Preliminary Final between Saffromantle and Claremont. Winner through to play Subi Akko. He'll be doing it with Steve Malaxa. Star Spangled Banner each and every Tuesday here on Sporting Goss. It's 19 past 11. We're here till 12. Don't forget, 25 degrees grand final day. And still to come, your chance to win two tickets to the grand final. Jordan from Bunbury, Brad from Port Edland, Karen's in Margaret River, Dave is listening on the app in Karen up, Darren's in Darwin, and Brendan's in Port Edland. So you're all in the running. Of course, got a double pass to give away. Two, three blokes who don't need a pass to get in. Well, they do need a pass, but they don't need a ticket to get in. And that is the three umpires who will be umpiring on Saturday night where they've been joined in the studio Two blokes who've been around the block a fair bit. Good mate of mine from a long time ago. Of course, he's from Armidale, which uh, we uh, we have a lot of our listeners in Armidale. Brett Roseby doing his ninth grand final. Matt Stevick doing his ninth and eighth in a row. And Jacob Mollison, you kid off the block. But you've been around a while, but you finally cracked a grand final. Congratulations to you first. Thanks, Tim. Really appreciate it. Thanks yeah. for having us. Um, when you get the call or an email or a text, you know you're sort of close. You've done a preliminary final year. I think you're a silly chance. What's that first emotion like? Oh, I probably should let you show yeah, say yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, well, I um, got to meet Jeno, our coach, uh, called me, gave me a text and made me wait another half an hour before I actually got to the, the actual word. Um, met him outside the chicken coop where they had fenced off. They were in quarantine. I was out. Um, and yeah, he told me, thankfully he didn't drag it on too long. He just gave me the heads up and I uh, might've got a little emotional actually. It's uh, been a bit of a journey. The was, boys were filming from the- I was filming the, uh, it from my balcony at the, uh, the Crown Plaza. <laughs> And Jacob's rolled in and Michael Jennings, the coach, is on the other side of the fence and I'm just filming on the iPad. So we've got 45 minutes of vision of Jacob and uh, <laughs> and then eventually we go down and greet him from the other side of the fence. It's, it's really special. How good is it, Brett, for, for someone who's done so many grand finals? It's your first one since 2018. You haven't done one for a while and you had that time off where you went over and travelled and did all the things that, that you wanted to do. Um, 
What is it like doing it with a debutante? You know, it's all right to do it with, with Matt, who's been there, done that. But when you've got a new kid on the block, what's that like for you and for Matt? Yeah, it's it's super exciting. And not just Jacob, all the young guys on our list. Keep Matt and I young. Keep us enthusiastic. Keep us uh, really excited to umpire every week because we see how excited our younger guys on the list are. But ultimately, guys like Jacob have been around 14 years, 300 games, and, you know, thoroughly deserves his selection this weekend. What's it like for a little boy from Armadale uh, who um, played footy and then became an umpire, started in Perth, goes to the East, and now you're umpiring. Who would think AFL Grand Final in Perth, your hometown, at this stadium between two Victorian teams? It's just a mess up, isn't it? Yeah, it is quite crazy when you think about it. There's no way. You know, when I, when I left Perth when I was 21 and moved to Melbourne um, to chase, chase a dream of umpiring AFL footy and to... So here we are, 21 years later, um, umpiring a grand final in WA at you know probably one of the best stadiums in the world, to be honest. So really, really privileged, really excited to umpire with Matt and Jacob and, and to have family there, um, super special. Yeah, very much so. Matt, a huge commitment from you, um, a family man, and your wife is expecting soon. We saw Nathan Jones go home, a bit probably closer to the mark in regards to having a baby. Is all all good and safe and you no know, late change, but we do have an emergency. We do. Simon <laughs> Meredith's probably waiting going, well, Steve-o, <laughs> you can't make it. The phone goes off tomorrow, Tim, and then we uh, we get through to Saturday. But um, <laughs> no, things – look, she's been incredible support for me over many years, and um, we've got an 18-month-old, so she's been doing it pretty tough at home um, at certain times with the lockdown, as mm. many have. But – um, she's doing well. Um, the baby's going to stay in there, we think, for another four or five weeks. So, look, that's something where um, we just can't wait to 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 have happen in in mid October. Can we talk about the toughness? You're all Victorian based, of course. Um, how tough it is being away from home. I, 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 I'm going to get my sums right. Brett Rosebury, you've been in all six states in lockdown in all six states throughout the year. Jacob, you've been away from your family for I don't know how, what's the longest. Time you've been away five weeks in one yeah, year. Yeah, this is probably going to be five weeks, and then last week, last year was six weeks. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, Stevo, you've been away for. I mean, as you talked about, an eighteen month and one due. Um, it's an incredible commitment from all of you. I mean, it, it's people talk about the players and footy clubs and workers. The yeah. umpires have done it tough. Yeah, I've had probably the easier ride of the three, but I've still, you know, come come Saturday, Sunday, we'll be, um, you know, four and a half weeks away from, you know, your wife who's heavily pregnant and you. Your, your young daughter and um, being able to feel or, or not being able to provide the support you probably want to be able to provide. So, look, again, Timmy, we do feel lucky that we and privileged that we can still be involved and, and are working and contributing in a, in a small but meaningful way. Um, but absolutely, it's it's been challenging. I think for me, it's probably got a little bit easier as the weeks have gone on. Sort of that first week or two, I was... Um, pretty challenged, you know, emotionally and, and around, you know, do I look to go home? You know, what are the priorities? And look, we've had great chats, my wife and I, the whole way through and the AFL have been supportive with circumstances. And, um, but yeah, we're, we're just wrapped to, to look forward to what should be a, a ripper game. The commitment you've made, Jacob, can you imagine, and I know I don't want to be a Debbie Downer on this, but I just want to say, can you imagine if you hadn't got the grand final? And because I mean, that's what you guys aspire to. As much as you want to do every game every week and do a good job and just get through a season, but the piece of resistance for an umpire is an AFL grand final. You hadn't done one. You're driving yourself to do one. You're glad you got Jennings to get you through the fence and say you've oh. got it because you could. Would you have felt a bit flat? 
Oh, no doubt. I think anyone, when you get to the final six, that last weekend um, before it with the prelims, that's ultimately, you know, your shot to, to go through. So, yeah, there would have been disappointment. No doubt the guys that did miss out would be disappointed too. But we all know, you know, six can't fit into three. Um, and it's, you know, but we're here to represent the group on the, on Saturday. So, yeah, really exciting. Yeah, last couple Real. for you. Brett, can I just say, did you give up on probably doing a grand final? Do you think your mindset has been different in the last couple of years as an umpire? Yeah, maybe. Maybe I probably just was umpiring in a different headspace. I just um, was struggling with my body two years ago and priority was just to get back and try and get my body right because this is too hard to be umpiring, running around, part injured and and, and you're not enjoying it. So, you know, the one thing that you you do want to be able to do is enjoy it as much as it's it's tough work and it's challenging. Um, Yeah, there's no doubt as you get older, you have different, not priorities, but just di- you put different pressure on yourself. And I guess I've been really fortunate to to climb that mountain several times before. So I don't have that pressure on me like a lot of the guys that haven't been there. So probably just found a bit more motivation to really impart as much knowledge as I can on our younger guys. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like Matt and I, we quite often have these conversations that we were really fortunate when we first started. We had great role models, Brian Sheehan. Hayden Kennedy, Darren Goldspink, Brett Allen, Andrew Coates. I could keep going. We were really fortunate when we first started. We had great umpires that really set the standards for us. And that's that's what we want to do. We want to make sure that when we we pull the pin, you know, and that, that's pretty close in the future, that mm. we've, we've left our group in a better position than when we found it. You probably now Some of this might be kept in-house and it might be between you boys and the head of umpiring and all that sort of stuff. Who holds the ball up walking out onto the ground when the siren sounds to sort of say we've arrived? Have you decided that? Uh, I think we'll give that to Jacob and then nice. uh, maybe he can do the toss and I'll do, I'll do the bounce. You're doing the bounce? Hey, pressure's as, I, as I said, mate, <laughs> pro- priorities change and those things uh, don't matter as much to me these days. So I'm happy to give it to the Western Australian, but I also feel – you know, he carried, I think, his first five. He, he banged it down to start every game and, and put it straight up. And um, just to finish, I think, Brett, in his last year or two, his curiosity for and desire to keep learning and his leadership off the field, I've said to him and I've said to everyone in the group, um, will be his greatest legacy sitting alongside what he's, what he's achieved on the field, which has been remarkable. But for our entire group, his leadership off the field has been just sensational the last two years. Uh, I went out onto the ground, or not onto the ground, but out inside the ground. I had a, a function earlier this morning, a Wildcats bar, um, a breakfast, and the bloke was mowing the lawn, lads. Um, now, I don't know whether this is fact or not, and they and they do listen to SEN. They had the plugs in. They listen all the time. Well, he's a Lee and Gatha boy too, the groundsman, apparently. So Tony Hemming, a great man from Lee and Gatha. Yeah, not too many in Lee Can Lingatha. you just confirm or deny he's not doing the, the crossover... The, you know how it's normally done in the – is it the 15-metre lines? Are they lo- 10 metres? We like them when they're, they're 15 metres <laughs> wide. They're, 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 so they're straight across. I have a sneaking suspicion he's done the crook cover. Oh, that's going to uh, that's gonna hurt. I'll get, up, <laughs> I'll get on the text today. We've got a few days to sort that out. But uh, he's very experienced at the grass, so we'll let him deal with that. Last couple for you. Have you umpired a game this year as a three? Don't I don't think, think so. We've umpired together at different stages, yeah. but not as a, not as a as team. A yeah. Yep. Does that take a little bit of time or have you been around the block enough to know each idiosyncrasies and the voices and your talents and stuff? Yeah, yeah. Become accustomed to each other and yeah. what we've got you know, certain values we go by around what's predicted of us and in our roles and, and running with these guys is no 
issues with that. We'll be fine. Um, is it a good ground to umpire on? Oh, it's magnificent. I mean, we pinch ourselves in these stadiums that are full to to be out in the centre. It's a pretty good seat in the house, Tim, to, you know, with the atmosphere and the the buzz and the, the players. So we just we can't wait to get out there on Saturday. Yeah, it's going to be huge. Uh, colour? What we're, no colour are we wearing, umpires? Are you allowed to share that? Yeah, green. So oh, okay. All, we'll go all with the umpire fans out there will be, uh, <laughs> will be in green. Anyone wants to dress up? And last one, Dean Margetts, who's a very good friend of ours and mine and has been in this studio a couple of times. It was you know He's no longer in the umpiring fraternity but has a lot to do with the umpiring fraternity in WA through his job at the WA Footy Commission and he's, he's wonderful. And I'm led to believe he's been pre- presenting you with... With your medals after the game, which is fantastic. Yeah, fantastic for Dean. Great recognition from the AFL, and um, yeah, to have Dean up there present the medals to the umpires on Grand Final Day, mm. super special. Yeah, and Fremantle Lockers fans, I'm just giving you a warning. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they don't somehow like him. I don't know what that is all about. They just have him in their targets. Congratulations, Brady. Well done, Thanks, Legend. Mate. Jacob, congratulations Thanks, on Tim. your first, and Matt, just going around the block again. Thanks, fantastic. Tim. It's great to see friends of the umpires. Yes, I am. Do I want to see him do a good good job? Yes, I do. Bounce it straight. Don't disappoint us. Try my best. Matt Stevick, good on you. Brett Rosebury, Jacob Mollison, and also Matt Stevick in the studio. And thanks to the AFL for allowing us to have that chat with the umpires on their announcement. It is news time. This is Sporting Goss. Welcome back. How good was that? All three grand final umpires in our studio. And thank you for all your kind messages. And good luck to the boys who are great to share some minutes with us. And thanks to the AFL, in particular Nadine from the media department who facilitated that chat. 22 degrees, heading for top of 27 degrees. It is now time, 13-12-55. We need today's lucky last winner to go through. So you're going to be the last person standing, and that will be position three in the quiz-off on Friday's Gilly and Goss. Five finalists will get through, and the winner will receive a double pass to the AFL Grand Final. 13-12-55 is the number you need to call. Please do. Do now. It's 27 away from 12. 13-12-55. Your chances next. This is Sporting Goss. Wow, what a show. 22 degrees, heading for that top of 27, 25 grand final day. Okay, this is how it works. You have to be the last person standing today, and that goes through to the quiz-off on Friday with Gilly and Goss. The winner of the quiz-off will win two tickets to the grand final. That is locked in, locked and loaded. All you have to do is be alive. Question five. Don't hesitate to ring 13, 12, 55. Once someone gets one wrong, they're gone. Someone else can ring through. Let's go to the lines. Brad is in Port Hedland. Ah, the old Port Hedland Rovers. G'day, Brad. Hey, Goss. How are you, mate? Good, mate. Thanks for listening. In the last four years, Dustin Martin has won the Norm Smith medal three times. Only one other player has won the Norm Smith in the past four years. Who is it? Luke Shuey. Oh, what? How did he get that so quickly? Anyway, nice work by you. Question number two. In the 2013 Grand Final, one Fremantle Docker player received three free kicks and another Docker gave away four free kicks. Hayden Ballantyne and Zach Dawson are the two players. Which player received three free kicks and which player gave away four free kicks? Ballantyne or Dawson? What order? You there, Brad? I reckon Ballantyne, yeah, mate. I reckon Ballantyne gave them away and Dawson received them. 
No, Brad. I know. I know. Let's go to Jordan. Been waiting patiently in Bunbury. Jordy. How you going, mate? SEN Spirit is where you're listening. All righty. In 2013, one player gave away three free kicks and another got four free kicks. Valentine and uh, Dawson, Dawson are the two. Yeah. yeah sorry. Uh, Dawson gave away the free kicks and Valentine got them. Yes. Simple, Geordie. Well done. Karen, Dave and Twinkles are online waiting patiently. John's also there. Question number three. Who kicked the last goal for the West Coast Eagles in their 2006 Premiership? I'll uh, be Hunter. Nice. Nice. You're two away. You've got to stay alive, Geordie. Which team holds the record for the biggest winning margin in a grand final? It's the only grand final by more than 100 points. Uh, Geelong? Oh, yes! 119 in 2007. To put yourself as one of five chances left for two tickets to the grand final, you'll make the grand final quiz off on Friday, Geordie. Karen's waiting. Dave, Twinkles, John, so many others are waiting online. The last question, how many grand finals did Michael Tuck, the Hawthorne great, play in? Oh, Jesus. I know. All Um, I'll say, I'll give you a hint, Geordie, I'll give you a hint, because I'm a hint type of guy. Double figures. Oh, 11? No! (laughs) Oh, he's kidding me. Wow, awesome. Bad luck to Karen, Dave, Twinkles and Don. So you are in the quiz off on Friday. So you're going to have a one in five chance of getting yourself two tickets to the grand final, Geordie. Well done. Congratulations. Look up your grand final knowledge for Friday morning, okay? You've got to be in it to win it. Good on you, mate. Thanks for listening. Thanks, mate. Cheers. Good on you there. So Jordan from Bunbury joins John of Woodvale and Paul of Binningup. Bad luck to John and Twinkles and Dave and Karen. So close. But anyway, that is how we roll. We do it again tomorrow. There's two more chances to be in the last five. Sporting Goss between 10 and 12 over the next two days. Don't forget to give us a call. 13, 12, 55. 22 degrees. Let's take a break. Uh, don't forget, if you want to hold the Premiership Cup tomorrow between 1.30 and 2.30 tomorrow, it is – I've got that right, haven't I? Yep, 1.30 and 2.30 tomorrow, Macca's East Victoria Park. It's uh, 10.35 on uh, uh, Albany Highway out there. And, uh, well, fair to say, we've had the privilege of holding the Premiership Cup in this studio with our umpire fraternity, which was absolutely a buzz. Chris Clafunis is here. See, mate, mm. you don't need the cricketer. To get weight, to get places and have moments. No, okay? you don't. That's why you are the producer to the star. And the king. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> you got a sports update? Yeah, I've got a few bits and pieces that have been floating around. So speaking of referees and umpires, Australian match official Jared Gillette is set yes, to become the first this. overseas referee in Premier League history. Brilliant. So Australian ref, of course, umpired in the A-League for many years, dogged Perth glory against the Brisbane Roar. Uh, that one time, 
but don't say <laughs> still that. Sorry. I can't Don't remember. I think it was about nuffy. ten years ago, That's fifteen a years ago. Moment. Hold a grudge like no one else. to Jared Gillette. He's, a, he's an outstanding Don't referee. Dare. He was the best ref in the A League. What's his name? Jared Gillette. It's Gillette, is it? The best a man can get. <laughs> uh, that was a close shave. He's coming up against. Oh, uh, he's sorry. He's not coming up against. He is refereeing uh, Watford Newcastle this weekend. Good on him. Awesome. So he's been. Doing VAR and stuff like that over there in the UK as a fourth official and whatnot, holding the board up a few times, but uh, done championship games, of course. He rose to the ranks very quickly. So, but first Premier League That's game, huge. very exciting. Yeah, awesome. That is huge. First international ref. Absolutely. So, love that. Nice work. Um, More football news? Yeah. Might have heard it in our news, in fact. Harry Kuehl has been yes. sacked again. Seven weeks in. Seven weeks in. They didn't really. Given much of a chance, it seems. Now, they were a struggling club already. They've had financial difficulties around the place. And they're fifth division. I think he's got nine injuries in his squad or so. So everything was rolling against him. Uh, and they, they, I guess, grew a bit impatient with him. Now, I saw a few reactions from fans of Barnett on social media last night. They weren't all that cut up. But that could just be the fact Not that they've lost seven of, games of, of Harry Kuehl. But we'll see what happens next uh, for Harry's, you know, trying to do it the right way by going, as you say, like really low division football, trying to work his way up, trying to really find his feet rather than just, you know, using his pedigree to jump into a big job straight up. So that's exciting. And uh, England, you mentioned the women's cricket earlier with Australia, India on the men's side of things. England has now withdrawn their men's and women's team from a limited overs trip to Pakistan next month. The ECB cited increasing concerns about travelling to the region. Of course, we saw New Zealand abandoned uh, their tour of Pakistan earlier in the week. Okay, and India have just uh, finished their 50 overs in their 50-over uh, game against Australia in Mackay. India made eight for 225, 63 to Raj, 35 to uh, Bhatia, and gosh, <laughs> uh, 32 <laughs> not out. Yeah, no. uh, four wickets to Molly Brown, um, Darcy Brown, sorry. Four wickets for 33, and uh, Sophie Molyneux, Two for 39, and Hannah Darlington, two for 29 as well. Elise Perry, just the four overs, none for 36, and bowled six wides. Elise Perry. Usually a bit better than that. She's our gun. Six wides. Yeah. What are you doing, Elise? Oh, boy. Oh, I know. Elise. Lift. Middle enough. 10 to 12. 10 to 12 is uh, the time here. Um Gentleman reckons that Ange Postacoglu is close to being sacked as well at Celtic. They lost on the weekend, 1-0. I got my eyes on you. Ange Postacoglu. Ten away from 12. Been a big show. Has it not been a big show? Just a reminder, too, the Gillian Goss show on Friday, Max Gorn. I'll be chatting with Max Gorn, the captain of Melbourne. We'll also be speaking to Ash Brown, who is the editor of the football record, the footy record, of course. It's a bumper edition, too. A lot of work goes into it. So if you are coming to the venue, make sure you purchase that. Uh, well, it's going to be a one-off because you're not going to get a grand final footy record from WA for a WA Grand Final ever again. I wouldn't have thought. No, no, no. It's going to happen. You're never going to get it again. At 60 years minimum. And a hard footy record team, a hard-working footy record team are going to be out and about selling those. So make sure you get there. Hey, Kramer from Brisbane said, not a bad tune, that Melbourne theme song. Not a demon supporter, but in all in fairness, in regards to the AFL 
of course, and those who barrack for the dogs. Is there any chance that we could possibly... F- there we go! Melbourne again? What about the doggies? It's a grand old flag, it's a high-flying flag, it's the emblem for me and for you. It's the emblem of... I would like the dogs, please, all in fairness, is what we do here. Here we go! Sons of the West, red, white and blue. Done to everyone involved. It's going to be a big one, a big show so far. Don't forget, we'll be on air again tomorrow between 10 and 12. Gilly just texted, We're well, okay, it's all very well to say you're going one on one with Max Gorn, but what about my 10 grand final premiership captains that he's going for the Otis Friday focus? All right, mate, okay, you get your mention. Alrighty, but you only do two shows a week. We churn out a lot more than that. So, Gilly would like it known that he has caught up with. The 10 past grand final coaches and uh, captains, should I say, premiership winning captains. We might be joined by a very special guest very, very soon um, at seven away from 12 o'clock. Here's Alistair Clarkson last night on AFL 360 talking about possibly being coach of Carlton. This was his response to Jared Whiteley. Have a listen. No, listen, I, I spoke to Cookie over the weekend and, um, and I appreciated the uh, the call and uh, enormously um, respectful of the process that they're going through. But um, I'm sticking to what I said, you know, six or eight weeks ago that um, I need a spell. I've only got two gears. That's flat out or stop. <laughs> um, and um, I'm just not ready to go flat out again right now. Um, my family and I had, had um, always looked at the end of next year has been the time where we'd make our decisions on what we'd do. Now, um, some different circumstances unfolded this year, which meant that that has, uh, has pushed its way a little bit a little bit earlier than what we first anticipated. But the end of next year was always a time where we were going to assess what post-2022 was going to look like. I've got a very, very unique opportunity now to do three things. That's commit to my family and friends a little bit more, which is, you know, Con and John back in Virginia in uh, in Adelaide um, and helping them out a little bit but uh, with their business. But um, but also, um, you know, I want, to do some, I want to do some study and if I could do that abroad, it's a little bit difficult in the circumstances at the minute, but if I could do that abroad, that'd be great. I've done that plenty of times before. Um, and the other thing that I'd like to do is try to give something back to the game. I've, I've been involved in Clubland for 35 years, either as a player or a coach. Um, and there's things that I'd like to be able to do to, to push back into the... Um, I've got an interest in, you know, came out of a report over the weekend in terms of doing some stuff with Tassie. I've had a long association with Tassie through the affiliation with, with Hawthorne. Um, but I'd like to see if I could help in some sort of way of them being able to see the feasibility of them having a team in this competition, if I could contribute in some small way. But that's just amongst a whole heap of things I'd like to do to, to try to give back to, the, give back to the game. Alistair Clarkson, who just says no to the Carlton job on, of course, last night AFL 360. 
Well, a lot of people are just walking past our SEN studios. We've had the three AFL umpires, we've had the Premiership Cup, we've had everyone, but now we go straight to the top shelf. Gillian McLaughlin, the AFL boss, is in the studio. Thanks for dropping in. Oh, <laughs> being dragged in. No, yeah, all that, right, okay. No, I'm joking about that. <laughs> Hutchie's walked over and said, come in. Great to be here. Thanks for having us. Yeah, well done on the Brownlow. I thought it, I, for, uh, been to one Brownlow way back in the mid-90s when I was living in Melbourne um, as a viewer, and well done to the Seven Network who did a great job, but I, I felt the whole thing was about as good a viewing over a couple of hours. To make a vote count fun to watch, it was fantastic. Yeah, thanks. I mean, they, I think they did a good job. It was doing it. It felt tighter and, and, and you know, sh- shorter and punchier, and it helps a bit, I think, actually doing the presenting when you've got a bit to work with because it was, because it was close. La- I don't know, last probably three have been, um, you know, winners have been known sort of by around 19 or 20. So to, to have it come down to that last game gave us a bit to work with and then you get the unexpected delights. David Mundy, the, oh. people's, the people's horse, <laughs> jumping up like dandy kid. So, so it was like, all right, we can work with this as well. So uh, it, it's um, the guys also talked about afterwards, it was just I think quite nice to be in a room where no one – had had the, really the opportunity before, so people were, in, you know, were excited and enjoying it, and I think that added to it. The room felt great as well. How's the week going? You just can't wait for Saturday night now? I mean, I know there's a lot to get through as the Chief Executive and there's a lot of elements, but it's, an, it's been a bizarre year to get this far where we can see the finish line. Yeah, you can. I'm a, I'm, I keep touching wood everywhere and, um, um, you know, we've got five days to go, but I came out had a management meeting this morning. We've got... We're down to small issues, Tim. It's, it's, you know, the tickets are sold, the entertainment's announced, the umpires are now announced, the teams are counting down. So um, I just hope it's a close game for, for everyone, for the millions of people who are watching, for the 60,000 to be there for the game. And I think this season, it's been so hard, it deserves an absolute cracker. It feels like that's, we've got the best two teams. It feels like to me, in great form, uh, relatively injury free. So, yeah, and we're in one of the great stadiums of the world. So I think it's going to be an amazing day, but um, every day that goes past, we get a bit more and more de-risked, and let's hope here we're at, um, whatever it is, 9 o'clock on, on Saturday night celebrating one of the great grand finals. I saw the stadium uh, being mowed this morning. Just a feel around here, the stadium, uh, with all the requirements with you and your hard-working team as well. We, I think we're just in shock that it's actually happening in WA. And some, uh, I'm 56. I never thought I'd be commentating a game of go for a grand final in my own backyard. I, it, and it's, and I'm, I'm, thank you for having me over here. I'm, I'm, we're lucky to be here. And it, it is, there is an energy and a, and a, just a, I guess I feel the, the Western Australians feel thankful that it's here and it's, and it's, and it's great to be here in that environment of getting a coffee this morning or doing whatever. There's people just. Did you get ex- a standing ovation this morning? Uh, I don't know if I'm going to stand. I, there's been very people. I, 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 I could live here like this for a while. <laughs> it's not normal, Tim, this sort of behaviour. It's not normal, but I'm taking it while it's here. So, um, you know, I, I'm, I tossed the coin in the amateur league grand final. I thought yeah. I've, I've got so excited with the yelling and screaming. I thought I'm going to play. I'm not leaving this place. It's unreal. <laughs> so, um, no, just generally, but there's just a great energy in this city at the moment and it's, uh, I'm, we're thrilled to be here. We're just the custodians for one more year and hopefully it goes back to the MCG where it rightfully belongs. Thanks. for uh, appreciate you coming to us. Thanks for all the support of you and your team and um, and to everyone listening. Um, have a great last few days leading to big game and make it uh, 
you know, uh, do it your own way. Yeah, going to be huge. Gil McLaughlin joining us, the AFL Chief Executive. Thanks for dropping in. Well done, Chris. Nice work by you. And thanks to Nadine also from the AFL for allowing us to have the umpires live in the studio just moments after they were announced. Back on the radio tomorrow, your chance to win two tickets. And don't forget, Gilly on Friday, speaking to the last 10 Premiership winning captains and the moments that changed the game. Exclusive on SENWA with Gilly and Goss. Here is the news. Have a good one. Heading for a top of 27 degrees. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.